one. Hello and welcome back to Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon, the show where we chat to industry experts to get a view on new trends emerging within the construction industry. And the show is brought to you in partnership with Place Engage, a data-driven platform for more successful public consultation and community engagement for your next development project. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Gazem. Uh, uh, Gazem, I'm so sorry. I'm going to get you to say the name of your business. Yes, it's Gizam Akton Kokosis is my name. And, and the business? Yes, it's Gizam Akton Interior Design. Fantastic, Gizam. Thank you so much. So, Gizam, you're a registered architect in Turkey and trained in Istanbul Technical University and in Iowa State University in the US. Yes. So, um, you've been in Galway for the last four years. What brought you to Galway? Well, um, I am married with a Greek man, so... I was pregnant. We were living in Turkey and I was reading about these things, how uh, in multicultural families, if you stay in one of the uh, partner's country, then it becomes a dominant culture. And so we decided to go to a neutral country where we can adapt easily. And my husband had the idea that Irish people are the Mediterranean people of North. Well, (laughs) you know, and he wasn't wrong. You know, I think Irish people are quite friendly and uh, warm people. So we had the crazy decision of coming to Ireland. It's a totally different uh, landscape for us. And so uh, he's a mechanical engineer. He's working in Galway. So uh, this Fantastic. is how end up in Galway. You know, I I love that. I have I I I love finding out why people go where they go. And I've lived in other countries around the world, and there's always different reasons. But I've never heard that as a reason. So that's that's fantastic to hear. So, Gazam, I was delighted to meet recently uh, through the network Galway, which is um, a fantastic business support uh, and a network for uh, women in business across Galway region. Um. And and I was excited to see some of the projects that you've done because you have experience in hospitality and commercial as well as residential architecture and interiors. So you might just talk us through some of your international projects. Thank you. So um, I, as you said, I got my architectural training in Istanbul Technical University in architecture. And I started working as a design architect in one of the biggest firms in Turkey. And it was, uh, and I found myself designing shopping malls. So that uh, uh, was a very nice experience for me because I was actually doing interiors of the shopping malls, even though I did design also some cinema facades and this kind of things. You know, uh, we were working with a Dutch investor, uh, collaborating with a Turkish investor. It's um, uh, multi maybe if people know about that uh, they are uh, developing more projects around Europe and uh, there was a Dutch architectural firm also uh, they were also um, checking our work or let's say we were collaborating with them so uh, I had some Dutch influences also in my work. I like using colors and, you know, I like uh, modern lines a bit, you know. So uh, it was a very joyful start for me. And later on, I 
had this urge to uh, have my master's and I always had this question in mind. I, I'm a bit of a political person. I think all architects are, you know, and I had a lot of concerns about government in Turkey. And I was just wondering uh, some things about illegal housing. And I actually went to Iowa State and had a wonderful uh, experience there with uh, my professors. And I got a chance to work as a research assistant also um, on um, uh, sustainable uh, buildings. And uh, I, I got to uh, I got exposed to anthropology thanks to my uh, thesis chair, uh, Professor Marvan Gandor, and uh, I learned about uh, cultural relativity and how, as architects, uh, we are actually so much influenced by the culture that we are living, and this is a this is something that many architects are actually aware, but not aware, you know, like it's it's good to put a name on it, you know, like you design with what the society asks for you generally. But uh, we also have this mission to uh, open new horizons for the community, you know, uh, and uh, so it, it was a nice experience for me. And then I came back to Turkey worked in various places. I worked in small firms, big firms. I even worked in a municipality, you know. I, I was just like so interested in finding out uh, the limits of my profession. And I slowly, uh, you know, I always did design work and then I slowly channeled that thing to um, uh, hotel, hospitality projects mainly. I. I worked um, as a spa design consultant. Some people get confused. They think that I worked in a spa, like a massage or something. I'm like, no, no, I, <laughs> I, I am the person that is guiding the interior designers, you know, how to design a spa or like I was designing some hotel spas myself. And then I was also uh like I was the architect in charge in some of the constructions. One of them is Sheraton in um, a southern region of Turkey called Adana, which was a great experience for me because um, like I got to make an indoor swimming pool, you know, like 3000 square meters of like meters of um, really fine details. You know, I learned a lot from that project and then it unlocked me uh, more opportunities in hospital projects. I uh, I also did some yacht clubs, spas, and other places in Turkey, and I got to be like one of the main uh, designers for uh, Peninsula Hotel in Istanbul, which recently uh, opened in. Um, a very big regional project called Galata Port, which has been developed uh, for more than four years, I could say. It's uh, it's really a piece of work that's building itself, um, consists uh, for old buildings that's uh, transformed into one of the luxury hotel uh, brands, you know, Peninsula, is owned by Hong Kong and Shanghai Hotel Group. And um, 
there's a certain uh, group of people that know these hotels because they have this like uh, famous buildings in uh, Hong Kong, in Shanghai and Beverly Hills. And now they are expanding in Europe. They first opened a peninsula in Paris. Now Istanbul open and soon enough, uh, Peninsula London will open. Um, and it's also uh, a very interesting project for uh, for curious people. I'm telling. Very good. You would know. You've had such. You've had such a varied career, and I love. I, I love that you bring it back to kind of that link with anthropology because that doesn't surprise me at all. I I, I believe architects. Um, you know, shelter is a fundamental human need so mm -hmm. of course it's going to to um reflect what you know what what uh, and what you aspire to um so i think cultural relativity is probably the great way to term that but when you're working across such a, a variety of projects you know i would imagine there's a huge difference between you know going into residential Mm -hmm. uh, architecture as opposed to a cinema facade mm -hmm. so you as a designer um where are you most comfortable like what's your what's your ideal project uh my ideal project is the project that i can understand and communicate clearly with my clients you know as long as we understand each other uh i feel like i can design anything because uh as I told you, I really have a very broad uh, experience and I also did like very humble projects too. You know, I when I started working on my own, I was with a contractor that was doing um, regional redevelopments in Turkey where they were demolishing some um, old apartments. They were renewing them, making them slightly taller, but like they were giving people a better place to live. And so I, I'm also very happy to be part of uh, the design process. And um, I I think that um, my education and my career give me the tools to handle uh, different things. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm also like very interested in graphic design. I'm like, I'm just like, uh, I just love design so much. I Fantastic. And what's, what's your view of... Uh, architecture in Ireland and I know that's a very broad question um you know because it, it varies so much but you know what you've seen and particularly you're based in Galway City you know Galway has some of the oldest mm -hmm. um and most kind of iconic historical buildings um and m my understanding is actually um I, I think uh Ireland the, the Bank of Ireland is one of the oldest uh, commercial buildings kind of a, as a bank that's still in use as a bank it has been uh for many centuries so we you know there's some iconic buildings there but um most recently we have new buildings like Bonham mm -hmm. Key which has absolutely transformed the dock uh mm -hmm. the docks um there in Galway so uh, what's your what's your opinion of Irish architecture that you've seen so far I think that uh, new developments like that uh, are really giving a fresh breath to go away. I really feel like, um, you know, every era has to produce its own architecture. You know, there are really nice historical buildings, but uh, we are living in 
2023 and you know the technology and or understanding of buildings change a lot or needs changed a lot so it's really nice to see uh really contemporary uh and good examples uh in Galway and I I also find the old houses uh interesting I like cottages so much you know I I think they're more interesting than the estates developed by contractors. I don't want them to get me wrong, but you know, they're like single uh, units and they're so personal. And it also tells a lot about life in Ireland, maybe a century ago, you know? And I think there is something so romantic about those historical cottages. Um, and I, I, I think that there is a lot to improve uh, in general sense. Uh, I think if more people become, become house owners, we will see a huge uh, shift in the faces of the houses, you know, uh, because when you rent a house, the amount of care that you can give to a house is limited. But when you own the house, uh, you take care of it. Uh, in a better way. So I think um, the government is also trying to uh, help people uh, own houses. So it is it is a nice initiative. I know that it's a very touchy topic in Ireland. Yeah. I don't want to get people you know, <laughs> frustrated or something. But I I also uh, like that there 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 are like uh, new schemes now to uh, revitalize uh, town centers, and these are all very good steps. Uh, it's also it could be discussed if it's well enough, but at least the intention is good, you know. I, I think that's a really interesting observation that you make, and I've never thought about it before. But of course, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, because we've so many people renting who would love to own their own home, and it is so disheartening that they're paying so much more in rent mm -hmm. than they would be to buy that exact home um mm -hmm. it's a it's, it's such a point of frustration uh you know previously in ireland like up until the last two decades people were renting while they saved to buy their own home mm -hmm. so they would be living in a property that cost less to rent than mm -hmm. it would to mortgage their own home mm -hmm. but now we have this crazy situation where people are are spending almost double Mm -hmm. uh, one and a half times to almost double what it would cost mm -hmm. to pay the mortgage to service the same property, which is, you know, it, it's a real sign of dysfunction in our market. But I mm -hmm. think it's interesting that you point out that if those people were able to buy those homes, that that would change how they look. Because, of course, it would, mm -hmm. because people would be they would be able to 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 unlock the potential of these homes because it would be theirs. Um, so you you've recently started your own interior design and architecture practice here in Galway. Um, are you actively trying to target clients who might be looking for those schemes you mentioned there with the government, like the um for the dereliction and vacancy homes because we know there's a grant of up to 30,000 for properties that have been vacant for more than two years mm -hmm. and that can increase by a further 20,000 so up to 50,000 for mm -hmm. derelict properties now I, I am of the opinion that those grants should be higher especially for dereliction because some of them involve uh, new 
um, particularly if you're on the outskirts of town, it might uh, um, involve um, entirely new septic systems or connections uh, and things like that. But is that the type of work that you would be excited about taking on? Well, um, of course, it depends on what uh, I w- how I will start it, you know, because um, sometimes uh, you complete a project and then that uh, becomes an example and people see it and uh, you start doing that kind of projects, whatever it is. Um, I I am really open-minded, but like I, I think that I... I will be more comfortable with, uh, let's say, um, uh, doing interior design for commercial uh, buildings or hospitality buildings or like residential buildings that don't require me to uh, especially work with a surveyor or an engineer, you know. Uh, but of course, if I if I need to work, I will just collaborate because I think most of those vacant homes need a reconstruction of uh you know they need some uh rebuilds uh and of course you know i but i i understand what you're asking my target is like i have a lot of experience in hospitality in hotels and spas and like uh office buildings and um like i or retails you know i i i and also the interiors, I like in residential interiors. So I don't know. I I have to see the market really. I'm getting uh, slowly, slowly familiar. And uh, thank you for asking me this question. I have to think about it also. Well, no, I mean, look, when you're starting a business, it, it's exciting. Um, and the opportunities, there's there's lots of potential. Um, but again. You know, I, as I mentioned at the start of the interview, you have so much training and you have such a wide variety of work in your portfolio that actually it allows you to pick a place where um, it might even be a case that you're most comfortable, but maybe that you feel that you can bring a passion to. So, for example, you know, if you're taking on um, hospitality, it sounds like you've done some very high end or luxurious work, mm-hmm. um, arguably there is a market for uh new develop new commercial developments new hospitality developments in Galway that might be of on the luxurious side because mm-hmm. actually a lot of the hotel development that's happening right now is in Dublin city we're not seeing as much in our other regional cities so have you have you um a pipeline of work have you started talking to project owners about potential work well, I think that um, I haven't talked with anyone yet, but I think that I'm at the right place right now by being part of Network Galway. I am uh, slowly uh, uh, increasing my network, let's say improving my uh, connections. Um, I, I I will think about this suggestion, uh, but let me tell you this. There is something also nice about um redesigning vacant homes and i'll tell you what because as the uh first it helps with the housing crisis but there is something also very sentimental about old homes you know there were like some families living there maybe a century ago maybe 20 years ago i don't know and they had some memories in those houses you know i i got 
I also became part of some restoration projects in Turkey as a student, not in my professional life, but like I did some internships. They were supported by EU. And I'm telling you, we uh, did this project for a family which uh, migrated to Turkey from Greece when we had a population exchange after the World War. And when the restoration project finished, when that family came from all over the world, some members were in the States and they were crying when they saw their old house that they grew up. And I was also crying, you know, as part of the restoration team to see people's uh, reconnection with the house that they grew up, you know, it's it's a, it's a beautiful thing, you know. Um, but like for the hotels, uh, I have to, uh, like you said, uh, I have to reach out to some people. Very good. You know, uh, when you talk about bringing old homes back into life, you know, yes, there's a huge sentimental uh, element to that. But actually, as our conversation is increasingly turning towards the national housing conversation and globally yeah. uh, turning towards sustainability, then actually um, there's a huge sustainability benefit if you can make work a fabric that already exists. Definitely. I mean... Um, have you have you started exploring uh, some of the uh, sustainability initiatives that are that are in use in Ireland? Um, because actually, I are, I, there is there is certainly um, some criticisms that our targets for net zero um, are not ambitious enough. So I don't mm -hmm. know how you feel about that. Um, but have you been involved in any sustainability work? Uh, here in Ireland, I just had my sustainability research in personal extent, and I used it for a little competition project that I joined, but I haven't uh, got to meet with a client or something that uh, required me to look into this. But like from my research, I know that uh, there are a lot of funds out there to implement some uh, design features that will increase the energy rating of the houses and it's a i think it's it's a great thing to have it out there and um i think like heat pumps or even solar panels many people don't think that you can put solar panels in ireland but still they provide um a valuable uh hot water uh for uh, domestic use you know and uh wind is also an incredible uh source especially in Galway you know we, <laughs> we have so much wind i think it is a waste not to use it you know it's um i think um the more people would see implementation of uh, sustainable design elements in their neighborhoods, uh, they will have the courage to uh, get it themselves. But you need to maybe have some pilot uh, projects in each neighborhood, you know, just, you know, it's the part of marketing after all, you know, people would see and they'll be like, okay, you know. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, the government has made uh, lots of uh, grants available towards this. And by the way, you, you make a really good point about maybe some misconceptions around solar panels in Ireland, you know, or in past decades that people 
did think that Ireland was not the right place for them. And actually having lived in Spain in the mountains of Spain where we had whole mountains covered in these giant uh, solar parks, which made sense. Where it's actually, you know, I, I'm not sure if people are familiar that advances in technology mean that solar isn't just taking energy from the sun, it's taking it from daylight. So actually, um, they're, uh, they're a great source here in Ireland. But um, you, you're right, there's so much more that could be done. And I think maybe we're, we're, only, we're only starting that now, but it is going to require the state supports and grants to be able to help people to access these technologies, which, of course, we hope we do. Um, Gazan, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your plans with us. It's very exciting. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, well, they can get in touch with me through my um, social media accounts or my web page, which is my name, actually, if they can like remember it or see it in your uh, uh websites they can well, remind visit. remind people of your website there the website address okay so my uh ad- web address is www.gizemakdogan.com which is my name gizemakdogan.com and i just want to briefly uh tell them this i know that in ireland people uh are trying to do something on their own because of uh, sometimes limited resources. Sometimes I talk with some business owners, they are not using a designer, which is like, come on, you know, you have a business, it's your brand identity, you have to work with a designer. And I just want to remind people that um, it is uh, it makes a lot of difference when you work with a designer. Uh, I I want to briefly tell that they would learn about their project costs. They would know about how the project would look like. They will have a better estimate of their timeline and they would have more options in terms of uh, suppliers and their material selection. Plus, they will have a professional who can take the nasty work of uh, coordinating different uh, tradesmen and consultants. So I think that um, just wants to remind people that you know they should take care. Uh, they should take advantage of the <laughs> designers because yeah. what they're trained for. You know, it's- I and no, I think I I think that's very compelling. You know, you're setting out the business case for having a designer on your next project. Um, so uh, absolutely. Thank you so much for doing that, because um, it was much. an absolute pleasure to chat to you today. And that's all we've time for today. So my thanks to the producer, Katie Tallon, and to the podcast production team at Hear Me Roar Media. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out all of our other real estate and construction shows on iProperty Radio. Before we go, we'd like to give a special word of thanks to our sponsor, Place Engage, a data-driven platform for more successful public consultation and community engagement for your next development project. So thank you, Place Engage, for supporting our podcast and making these conversations happen. And thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio.